we have no guarantee. So sometimes we let finances stop us. Sometimes we let fear stop us. But I think what's important is that we just believe. Again, cliche, but I'm a big fan of just having faith. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of Beat Off Beat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. On this week's episode, I'm really excited to speak with Cassandra Santoro, who is a remote travel consultant and the founder of Travel Italian Style. Cassandra's life was turned upside down when she lost her father to cancer and she began to reevaluate her life choices. This tragedy left Cassandra to leave everything behind to find her Italian heritage and create a business in Italy as a travel consultant. Listen on to find out how Cassandra is able to run a successful travel consulting company. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here with Cassandra. Hey Cassandra, how are you? Hey Debbie, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Can you fill in the gaps of your story and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, sure. So basically about in 2002, I lost my father to cancer. Um, He was very young and it kind of, yeah, just set something off of me that I wanted to explore my heritage. So I had went back and I lived in Italy for a little bit and like I had got my dual citizenship which was, you know, in dedication to my father and my my grandfather and my grandmother. And it just, something wasn't fitting. So I came back to New York and I said, you know what? I My dream really is to live six months in New York and six months in Italy. How do I do that? So I worked, worked, worked. And um, I worked in the wine industry. I worked in the event industry, always going back to Italy and doing things on the side, like helping people that would come to the winery and say, hey, how do I do a wine tour in Italy? Or how do I do this in Italy? Could you help me? I know you how much you love it. So basically, after um, I was a tour guide in between there, I did so much. And then finally, about four years ago, I was able to pack up my stuff, like a lot of people on your show, you know, sell or give away all my belongings. And I decided to not have a permanent residence and to spend six months in New York and the other six months in Italy running a travel business called Travel Italian Style. So yeah, that's how it all started. And that's where I am now. Four years. I can't believe how quickly time passes. When you lost your dad, obviously, that was such a traumatizing experience for you. I mean, for anyone who loses someone really special, what really pushed you aside from that loss to finally do what it is that you really love to do? I think what it is, was that, you know, he didn't have a chance to do everything that he, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't think he had a lot of t- time or I don't think he thought he had limited time, I should say. So something just came to me after looking into a little bit more, um, talking with my grandma, my mom about my dad's past as well and conversations we had. So that's what inspired me to really keep with me to do whatever I want, because we're not guaranteed, you know, as cliche as it is, we have no guarantee. So sometimes we let finances stop us. Sometimes we let fear stop us. But I think what's important is that we just believe, (laughs) again, cliche, but I'm a big fan of just having faith and working really hard. I knew there was a way to do it. And 
Uh, in the beginning, when I first, first started, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. And I just worked towards having this exact lifestyle. You know, I had to start out a few months in Italy and a few months here. And I, I kept working my way up and I didn't lose faith. And that's kind of thanks to the lessons I learned from my father on that. Yeah. And did you have any process in order to prepare for this new journey that you wanted to do to live in New York? half of the year and then another half of the year in Italy in order to make that big change? Yeah. I mean, um, it's funny. A lot of people ask me, uh, you know, oh, it kind of looks like I just hopped over to Italy. And I said, no, I was preparing. (laughs) You know, it always looks like that. I try to be honest on Instagram, but I, you know, at the end, it's like you have to tell it how it is because you know that other people are watching and trying to figure out how to do something similar. Not everybody, but a lot of people reach out. And what I usually tell them is, listen, my journey started 13 years ago. You know, as soon as I came back from Italy the first time in 2006, um, so I lived there for a month in 2006, and then, uh, excuse me, three months, and then I lived there for three years from 2008 to like 2011 or so. So even in between those journeys and from there, I was preparing. How was I preparing? Basically, I first was learning everything that I wanted to learn about Italy, whether that was books, you know, being a tour guide or a tour leader here. They're very specific about the tour guide versus tour leader. You have to have a special license. So I was a tour leader and, you know, I was speaking to Italians. I was always networking, always networking, whether it be travel events, Italian-American events, you know, business events. I was always doing that, you know, for the whole period that this vision came in, you know, over a decade ago. But most importantly, I was also taking business courses. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, some some of them were okay and some of them were helpful, but I learned at least one thing from every single thing I, you know, I studied. And I feel in order to learn to do this the proper way, you have to invest. That's like the advice I give everybody. So I do not regret one dime I spent, but I definitely put a lot of time learning how to run an online business, learning how to be location dependent. And also, like I said, all the fun stuff about Italy. I worked in the wine industry. I worked in the event industry to really understand logistics. Um, I even did weddings, (laughs) which doesn't seem like it would help to live abroad in Italy the offbeat life, but it really, it did. It helped because I'm able to use some of that even here. Now I do destination weddings every once in a while, you know? So that's kind of a a quick summary of how long I've been on the journey. It really looks that way for most of people's journeys when you see them on social media or when you hear their story on podcasts or on blogs because you just see the end or the middle of it. And it's so easy to forget that there was so many things that you had to do to get to this point where you are now. And I think we often forget that. And it's pretty crazy. Yeah, because we all have the same idea, right? Like we all want things when we want it now. Um, Not, you know, like I said, it's just excitement, right? So we all think it could just happen tomorrow. But as you know, too, on your own journey, we have to try out different things and try different courses and, you know, different experiences and different jobs before we can really figure out if this is the right thing for us. Now, Cassandra, when you left New York City, I know for myself, when I finally left my job, my steady job, I had the what now moment. 
Like you start to panic, even though you are finally going after what you want, you still have those moments. (laughs) What was it like for you? What was your what now moment? (laughs) Oh, geez. I feel like sometimes I still have those. You know, I, I think in the beginning, like everybody, I was like, yes, this is awesome. You know, I did it. And now I'm here and I have this job and I'm making money, but things happen, you know, where maybe certain vendors, you know, because my job as a travel planner, I'm working a lot of times as the middleman. And sometimes the people on the other end didn't come through and it really wasn't easy in the beginning. And I kind of had like this what now moment, you know, in not in the expected way. I had everything I wanted, but I was like, this is so hard. <laughs> and it doesn't look like a hard job, but you know, we could talk about this more later. But basically, I decided to do everything me as me as the main contact. I'm dealing with the Italians. I'm, you know, making the payments. I'm doing everything. There's no American company in the middle like helping me. So I like came here and then I thought it was like the coolest thing ever that I was like, yes, I'm going to be the person who does every single thing with my business. And then I just had a breakdown. I'm like, oh yeah, that does this is not that easy. What now? What do I do now that I can't handle this all, you know? (laughs) That is a really good lesson to learn, especially in the beginning. And you feel like I'm going to take over the world. And then all of a sudden you get a reality check from something. Sometimes it's just (laughs) even the littlest things you start to break down. (laughs) 100%. I mean, it's just reality, right? So... Now you're talking about setbacks. What has been the biggest one that you've encountered so far in your journey into this entrepreneurial lifestyle that you have? Okay, so this is something that I'm really trying to still learn how to cope with. Um, I'm really I've done a lot of spiritual and you know self like work on this, but the biggest setback besides having to deal with Italian vendors, God, I love them. I'm one of them. I have an Italian passport, but my Southern Italian colleague is one interesting character. So, you know, besides getting over the cultural thing, it actually, I speak a lot about this a lot on Instagram. So if any of my followers are listening, they probably have heard this before. So I'm sorry, but people like not being so honest and either taking from me or, uh, yeah, or just, you know, I guess that was it. Like when things have been taken from me or my business has been replicated, I had to get a lawyer and do all that stuff. From It was friends. Two of these times where one was like a mentor, one was an intern. Um, so I was, that was a huge step back for me because I kind of got a step into that reality where like, oh, there's going to be a lot of tough stuff. Like, I don't know if it was a situation that set me back, but I think it was the point that like, oh yeah, you have to be a lawyer too. You have to get lawyers. You have to do legal stuff. People aren't going to be honest. This is not going to be all butterflies and rainbows. You have to, even if you trust people, you're going to have to really make sure things are legally binded because a lot of people have other ways of working. I think that's what it was. Like I realized that not everybody works like me when I would oh, like, you know, I wouldn't even have to sign a contract. I would be like, Hey, I would never steal from you or lie to you. But unfortunately those, you know, it, it's not meeting these people are bad. It just means that they had other things on their agenda and maybe didn't have the same means I had to uh, learn how to start a business. So that has been really 
tough. I mean, I'm, I'm actually getting better at like taking care of these situations and they don't happen as frequently because I don't focus on them. But in the beginning, man, that was tough. That was really big setback. Now, for somebody who's listening to this and they're either in that same point as you, something's happening like that, or they're not there yet, but you know, who knows, they may encounter it. How do you deal with that kind of situation? Yeah. I mean, the first thing before, you know, I can tell you internally and and actually physically for the job, for the job aspect of it, don't run and waste your money on a lawyer necessarily um, at first, you know, send the necessary letters out, but, you know, don't make it your whole focus. And that's why I think it's more important on this entrepreneur journey or nomadic life journey is to really be true to yourself and focus on what you have to do. These people are going to come, 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 go. They're going to try things. But, you know, Eric Thomas, you know, I love him. He's like old school motivational speaker, but he's still one of my favorite, you know, and he always says like they can be, these people can be everything they try, but they'll never be their best selves because they're trying to be somebody else. So if you're in a situation, you're dealing with this type of um, circumstance or just something holding you back, just remember to be true to yourself. Keep staying original, keep growing, keep changing up your business. Don't keep it stagnant. And, you know, and then you'll always stand out for doing something unique. It's not being better than these other people, you know, in any sort of business. It's not about competition. It's just how have competition with yourselves, you know, and keep it fun. It keeps it fun for you. It keeps you looking original. It keeps your audience and your clients excited to see what's next. So I think that's sort of the main goal if you're in this sort of situation, which I hope nobody is that's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a really tough thing to go through because you already have so many different things pulling you in different directions. And then you have to deal with this too. That's a lot to deal with as an entrepreneur, especially if you're just starting out. So not letting that get too much into your head is such a good advice. Otherwise, you're just going to go crazy and you're going to give up. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Like this stuff really can push you. I mean, I've been severely depressed. I was listening to your last episode on anxiety because it's true. I've I've gone through the same thing, you know. But it's it's just know it's normal. Like you're saying, it's gonna it's gonna be normal. It's gonna pass. Just keep focusing on you know the things you love. Yeah. Now, Cassandra, when somebody is trying to find a business route in a different country, like you did. What is it like starting in a country like Italy or somewhere in Europe or even anywhere else? I mean, it's I'm sure it's a lot different than the United States. There's different tax laws and all of that stuff. How did you figure all of this stuff out? Because it's already hard enough in your own country, let alone go to a different one and start that there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Sometimes I ask myself that, like, how did you figure this out? Instead of the what now, it's like, how did you do this moment? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's when you're feeling motivated. Yeah. I just, again, I got the proper guidance from the proper legal people. I never, I would never recommend someone just start out being like, oh, let's just see what happens. You know, I went to lawyers here and there. I went to accountants. I asked my accountant to speak with people. When I have questions, I ask the accountants here. Um, I don't ever risk it. I don't read, I don't Google. <laughs> I do, this is the stuff that I say, like, <laughs> don't Google this stuff, okay? Because sometimes there's people on there that don't know. 
not to be offensive, but sometimes people aren't really sure. Maybe something worked for them and it does it, it's not really the law. The funny thing about Italy is that it's constantly changing. And then sometimes they just like, you know, it's like, well, we decided, you know, we don't want to follow that law. So we're going to make it this way. So I think just keeping up to date with your and make sure you have a strong team behind you that can um, help you in, you know, the best way possible for all this information, which is kind of a broad answer, but it's really what I did. So it definitely talking to the right people is the key to that. And like you said, networking and getting to know as much people as you can, because it'll lead you to the right sources, especially when it's a country and a place that you are very unfamiliar with. Yeah, definitely. And even if you speak the language, like, I don't even think you have to be fluent in Italian. I mean, I can speak Italian, but I think it's, you know, just make sure you have somebody that can read Italian or or understand Italian on your team or helping you. And then things should be pretty smooth. Yeah. Now, going back to when you were starting out and you were just planning this, how much money did you actually save before setting off and becoming a travel planner full time? Yeah. So that was a big mistake. I didn't save that much money. That's why I tell everybody to do it. (laughs) But I made up for it very quick because I got part-time jobs and things like that because um, I actually was fired from my last job, which is like, I'm not embarrassed to say it, but I'm a little embarrassed. But I say that because it obviously happened as an omen. They knew I wanted to take this venture. I was working more on this at home and it obviously was showing in my job and they were going a different direction. So I didn't necessarily have the time. But what I wish I would have done is at the same time, because I was already taking courses and things, how to run a business while I was working full time, I wish I would have saved um, at least a year's worth of, of you know, of um, business paychecks before I did this. And again, that's just my personal opinion, but I think that would be smart to really start working on this while you're working full time. It's, you're going to be tired. I met Gary Vee and all these people say it, but it's really like, you know, your side hustle. I really believe that. I think that you'll be happier and things will be easier because if, you know, I have a friend that was like started a business and then she really decided she didn't want to do it. So she was able to take three months and sort of just travel and think about what her next business venture were doing because she saved in advance. So just think of it that way. Like you want to be, you know, ready for not just the unexpected with your business, but ready for it. And you don't want to feel pressure to do something you don't want to do just because you spent the money to start it off, you know, put savings aside to have multiple ideas. I completely agree with you on that one, Cassandra. I think I've seen too many people who just leave their job because they hate it. I mean, honestly, guys, come on. We all hate our day job. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're getting verbally and physically abused every day, just stick to it and save as much as you can. And another thing that I always tell people too is to pay off as much debt as they can before they leave, because that's another thing. Even if you have money saved, but you have a ton of debt, all of that money is going to go into your debt instead of into your new lifestyle. And I think I've seen a lot of people having to go back to a nine to five, doing too many jobs that they hate. And again, what's the point of leaving your job if you're going to do something that you hate again? It's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And that's such a great point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really easy to kind of just say, oh, screw this, I'm just going to leave. But it's a different 
ball game once you actually get in there and realize how hard it really is. So you have to prepare yourself. I mean, there's certain people like that have no choice or if they, if you get fired, then you really are pushed into it. And I think you become more of a hustler that way. But if you have a choice, just stick to it. I know it's really hard. Everyone I know I've been there, but, and I I know Cassandra, you've been there too. We've all (laughs) been there, but (laughs) do what you have to do because you're going to do a lot of things you don't like to do, even in your business that you start. (laughs) Yes, that's an excellent point and a great, great reminder. Definitely. (laughs) Now, Cassandra, how were you able to make sure that you were financially stable once you were up and running with your business? So I did, you know, start to charge people a little bit when I was still working. Not a lot, but, you know, I started introductory rates and I was able to, at least I knew I consistently had a couple clients a month. But I also, yeah, like when I first got fired, I actually, I think I worked anthropology on Fifth Avenue, actually. I, you know, I strategically worked part-time jobs at companies that I knew like supported entrepreneurs, like they're really great with women entrepreneurs or where I can learn something. So I had the backup, but my actual business, when I finally let that go, I made a point to myself to say, if I had this many clients a month, this is how I made business because as a travel planner, I charge consulting fees in advance and that's how I make my money. So I don't have to you know, rely on commission per se, like a lot of other travel agents. I didn't want to take that risk, especially with Italy because they're not, I love this country again, but they're not known to be so buttoned up about paying you in general. They just have a very relaxed atmosphere when it comes to money in general. So yeah, so I think it was just like strategically knowing how many clients I had a month. And if I didn't think I was going to have that many clients because it was a slower season, I had to pick up a part-time job. So that's sort of how I, before I set off on like my official Italy adventure, I was doing that in New York. Yeah, that's such a good way to do it because at least you still have money coming in, especially since you were laid off from your job and you had no choice, you know, and that's a really hard thing to do. But you're such a hustler. I mean, that's why you are where you are <laughs> right now is because you do what you need to do. <laughs> Thanks. I, I love hearing that. It's really a good reminder. Thank you. <laughs> So let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? So I would love people to say, you know, wow, what a real person. What a person who just loved what she did and was good at it and helped so many people and that they learned something from it, whether it was one of the talks I was doing or maybe, you know, one of the trips they went on that they learned something about the Italian culture and it changed their life. You know, I, that's always been my passion for this, for Italy, because the first time I stepped on the Italian soil after my father passed away, it was like, wow, it was like that aha moment for real. Like I really, if I felt at home and I felt at peace and I would love as many people as possible to feel that same peace and connection to Italy or the stories of Italy if they can't physically get there. And I really hope that people remember me for for that, you know, for for bringing that to them. That is such a great point to to have is feeling at home somewhere. And I, you know, that's that's a thing that 
a lot of us would like to feel, right? Especially if yeah. you're the type of person that's always on the road. And I think a lot of us are finding that and that would be great for everyone to have. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It would, it, And we can all find it eventually, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think if you look hard enough, that's why you have to keep traveling. 100% <laughs> travel for life, for sure. <laughs> Is there any question that you wish people asked you more of? Um, I, I th- Well, besides like how I stay thin when eating so much Italian food, which then I usually, <laughs> <laughs> usually, I, I usually tell people like right now I live on the Amalfi Coast. So I, you know, I have 60 steps just to like leave my house and to come back. So just if anybody's wondering about that, no. Um, but I think they, they, they ask me like, how do I physically live like this as far as like luggage and things? Um, I'm sure many of your guests have said the same thing. I don't feel a need for things anymore. I'm sure you can relate to this too. I mean, of course I have like emotional attachments. It's hard because there's things like sometimes people, like it's so silly, but I don't even drink soda. But, you know, my friend here, she's getting these uh, soda bottles with like, and they have like Napoli pizza women with like pizza hats on them and stuff. It's like a an Italian like artist. <laughs> and I was like, I so want to like, buy all of them and keep them. But like, you know, you, you start to not get attached to things. So I only have what means the most to me and what's necessity when I travel. So I travel for six months with a suitcase and a half, like a carry-on and a big suitcase and a backpack for my laptop. And then when I'm in New York, I may have another suitcase for the shoes, but really I only have three bags probably to my name, that, you know, and a bag of like baking stuff at home that I'll probably never use again. But I asked my mom to store that for me. But I think people ask like, how do you do it with like no stuff? And the answer is like, really look at, if you are preparing for this lifestyle, really sit down and go through your things. How much of it do you need? And I know I don't want to be her fool and let go of your memories, but is there a way to upload your photos? Is there a way you can give something away? Like sometimes I'll give something to a cousin or my nephews, like a special doll or something it has a kid. So it's still in the family, but I don't feel the need to hold on to it when I travel. I don't know if you can relate to that at all about all the stuff, having so much stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's the less, the better. And honestly, I don't really spend any money on things anymore. And also when you travel or if you live somewhere else, you're always going to find those things in a different place. It's not like you're going to Mars and there's nothing there. So (laughs) you don't need to lug all of that around. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's funny. You made a good point. Sorry, I was just going to say, and you can always like, you might adjust to other things when you travel, like, you know, on top of your regular things being here sometimes you can find better things so that's what I feel about my face wash just saying (laughs) love my Italian face wash that's so true right they're probably more organic and smells better because Italian people know how to do it well (laughs) 100% 100% lemons and everything's lemons here so yeah now are you working on anything currently that is really exciting to you Oh, geez. Okay. So I'm working on, so last year I finished going to all 20 regions of Italy. So that was cool. So now I'm working on actually putting those experiences into play. You know, it was a really big, it was a personal goal to really go and make connections everywhere and to see what I could put together that isn't something necessarily on, you know, on Google. So that was cool. So I'm working on that and a few like writing and and speaking things. 
but still in the very, very beginning stages. I think the most exciting right now is these travel experiences and putting them together for guests. So really excited. Yeah. And make sure that you all listen to the extended interview with Cassandra because she's going to let us know more information on how you can also become a personal travel planner. So I'm really excited to talk to you about that too, Cassandra. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Sure. So uh, my website under my About Me or Meet Cassandra page, TravelItalianStyle.com, www.TravelItalianStyle.com. And I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, I'm always telling stories really about true life, living in Italy, true life as a travel planner. I'm really honest. I don't necessarily always share tips for traveling, but I do share more tips for real life. Um, Of course, there's lots of tips because you, because I'm like, whatever I'm doing, I'm telling you what I'm doing. So I guess that is a way of sharing tips, but it's more into the (laughs) life uh, of this type of lifestyle and what it's like living in different places of Italy. So I would recommend there. And if you go to my website, there's some, you know, links to like I did a TED talk, TEDx, not a TED talk, a TEDx talk. I share a bunch there and some other interviews and things on my website. So perfect. Thank you so much, Cassandra, for being here today and for telling us all of your amazing tips and tricks on how to do this lifestyle. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Cassandra. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to become a professional travel consultant. Hey, Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.